0: Give me a call. If you're over 65, you're on Medicare, I can help you with any aspect of that, whether it be prescription drug coverage, Medicare Advantage, or traditional Medicare supplement. Also, if you own a business or if you're in charge of providing benefits for your employees at a business, I'm an independent broker. I can help you to find the best solution for your group health insurance need also. 502 Three eight six zero nine seven eight. Big day of sports yesterday for the local scene. The the biggest news I guess would be that Louisville beat Duke. Duke's now on a two two game losing streak. So technically they're ranked three. They had already lost. So once the rankings came out, they were going to drop a little after having lost already. Uh, but big win for Louisville. I'd say that the over overwhelming theme of the game was, oh, my God, look. What was it he called it? The Super Six? Yep. Yes. The, the recruiting class? Oh, my God, maybe they are pretty good. Sam Williamson and, and in particular, David Johnson. Mm-hmm.
1: David Johnson
0: looked really yesterday. good yesterday against Duke. Very athletic. I mean, uh, what's the guy's name? Trey Jones for Duke? Yes. Supposedly a, a very top-rated player. Defensive point guard, and David Johnson just kind of did what he wanted to on him. Dunked on, I mean, just uh, uh, transition dunk. Malik Williams with the very explosive, athletic transition dunk also late in that game. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of poise from this Louisville team because in the first half they got a nice lead. I think they may have been winning by eight at halftime. Duke went on a, a little run at the beginning of the second half. Tied it up, I think, twice. Yeah and
2: had a chance to go up and shot two terrible three-pointers. Yes.
0: Uh. So, but Louisville maintained their poise at least and it was able to come through with um biggest road win over a top 3 team for Louisville in 10 years. First time they've beaten a road team uh, a team on the road who's ranked in the top 3, AP top th- top 3 team on the road in 10 years. So, big win For the Louisville Cardinals,
2: what was Carolina ranked last year when they smoked them?
0: Not top top three. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like five. Yeah,
1: but still, that was a huge win. They
2: beat the hell out of them. Yes.
1: So and uh, to get a win in Cameron Indoor on top of the refs uh, doing what they did to Jordan Wara on that first foul, I don't understand what they were calling on him. Man, Wara Jay Bellis was all over Wara
0: for. Not moving without the ball. I mean, Wara should be a –
2: He still ended up, what, three out of 14 from the field. Yeah. So. Well, they keyed on him. They and he, didn't really need him. Uh, they didn't
0: need him, but, man, he's not a good team player.
2: Duke, Duke had some of the worst get-back defense yesterday I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, they had so many turnovers, and it means your guard should get back. They wouldn't even cross in half court most of the time. But I called it. I told you guys before the show I called it when Duke lost to Clemson the way they lost as soft as they are, Louisville is way too aggressive for Duke. And Duke, once they got punched in the mouth, they kind of backed down a little bit for a while. They did. It was
0: amazing. You think? Okay. (laughs) Brian, the insider, calls in each week and talks about how much Ryan McMahon sucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. You think if Ryan McMahon, he only played 13 minutes last night. He hit one big three, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, But you think if he would have played the minutes in the first half that David Johnson played – Louisville would have won that game? I don't think so. No No way. No way. David Johnson is a different caliber, entirely different caliber of athlete than Ryan McMahon. Ryan McMahon should play five to max 13 minutes a game, in my opinion. Right. Maybe come in if they need someone to, they're in the bonus, they need someone to shoot free throws. Yeah, he's a great shooter.
1: Okay. But... David Johnson's not the liability on defense that Ryan McMahon is. No, and, and he can create.
2: What I don't understand is he still didn't start.
1: In the second
0: half.
2: Right. Yeah. Why would you not start him in the second half?
0: No idea. No idea. I yeah. mean, he
2: had 17 points at halftime, and you you still bring him off the bench?
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah, just
1: I Hopefully mean, he's okay, too. He looked like he got a little uh, shooken up at the end of re- the game. He re- re-aggravated his injury,
0: which he had problems with earlier in the year, yeah. shoulder injury. It was kind of confusing watching the game. Didn't know what had happened to him. He was grabbing his wrist, and then like his ankle.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't think he knows where the pain's
0: going. Yeah, from. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it was funny hearing the commentators try to decipher where David Johnson's injury was.
2: Yeah, Derek. You know, Derek Perry had a. He didn't have a very good game. They was kind of abusing him a little bit. But you know, he started. He only played fifteen minutes. So okay. It's, I think it's fifteen minutes for him. You had thirteen minutes for Ryan McMahon. I think that's all they sh- I think that's all they should get.
1: Fresh Kimball had a few good plays as well that yes. helped him. He out. did. Yeah. He should play over McMahon, no yeah. question, in my opinion. Yeah, he
2: had twenty two minutes. He had eight points, uh, three rebounds, three assists. It's not mm-hmm. that's not bad.
1: But thank goodness Duke goes down at home. I love it. Malik Williams is good. He's athletic. Yeah. Um he can shoot
0: the ball.
2: He can shoot. Yeah.
1: He had that big dunk so, transition yeah. dunk. Enoch, the he, both Louisville big men hit a three yesterday. That's big right. Man, yeah. you know. Enoch hit two. Yeah,
0: so,
3: two for
1: two from three point land.
2: So, so Duke losing two times this week. Do they move up or do they move down? Because even though they lost two times, I get I guarantee you they don't fall out of the top ten.
1: No, they won't. They'll be like number eight. And uh, you know, it, it. I don't know why they give them so much leeway when they lose. I don't understand it. But um, you know, Louisville. Came out yesterday and it, all the players that normally don't do much stepped up. And why is it Jordan Ora does not show up on big games, man? I don't understand it. And when they
2: didn't throw him the he ball. He never
1: does. Right. Did you see the play where uh they didn't throw him the ball and he like
2: threw his hands I like a see little that. kid? Yep, I was like yep. what yeah, is- I think I think two of his shot two of his attempts, I mean Made footballs were dunks, wide open dunks. So right. really he's really one out of whatever from the He's field.
0: a talented, uh yes. pretty long, maybe he should play power forward. Don't create offense for him. But I mean the the star of this game is look no further than David Johnson. I mean, not only did he have nineteen points, he had two block shots, three steals, seven assists. Wow. David Johnson David Johnson, four rebounds, David Johnson. Two for two from the line, eight for twelve from the field, one for one from the three-point line. David Johnson had a coming-out party.
3: Yeah, if Perfect I if timing. I've ever
0: if I've ever heard of
2: one. And and you know what bothers what, it don't bother me, but uh, what I've always said about point guards: if your point guard like Trey Jones, sixteen shots, your point guard shouldn't shoot sixteen shots a game. Sure. You shouldn't. Sure. Hey Hagen's played the other night against South Carolina when he lost and he was 2 out of 12. You don't shoot that many times.
0: If you if that's what you are as the point guard. Absolutely. Maybe turn to an off, become a little bit of an off guard if you want. Yep. Um The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Tyler is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Tyler?
4: I'm doing great. How are we doing today, guys?
0: Doing good. Doing very well. Very well. Thanks for calling.
4: No problem. Um, I wanted to hit a, uh, just quickly on the MMA fight, but first, while you're all talking about the, the games, um, I watched both UK and U of L last night. U uh, of was just a better team, top to bottom. They, their guards, which I didn't expect to be better, were just better than Duke's guards for the most part. They, they, they were doing what they wanted to. I know Nora had a bad game, but. Um, I just feel like L was just a better team to do. I know they were missing Wendell Moore, which is a big hit, but yeah, I still don't think it would have really mattered at the end. Um, but I will say, I think it's pretty simple. If you want to beat L, all you got to do is stop Nora. Now, obviously, UofL to win. They showed it last night, but stop Nora, and your chances of beating L goes up drastically. For the U.K. game, Cal's technicals pissed me off, not going to lie. Everybody else was like, yeah, they were motivational, obviously. Maybe they turned off to be, but that was the first time I've ever been pissed off at John Cal Perry. But it was a great win. Hagins and Nick Richards are keys. I don't know what you all think about that before I go off my MMA rant.
0: Um, Gary, what do you, what do you think of that? Hagins and, and Nick Richards are key.
2: I kind of I kind of think I kind of think Emmanuel quickly and Nick Richards are keys. Okay. Hagins has had two terrible games back to back.
4: So, I just think, I just foul, think. foul trouble towards the end of games and whatnot. No, I mean, quickly is obviously a factor, of course, the way he's shooting the rock and whatnot. But this, I just, just going back to the U L game, anytime Hagins or Richards was off the court, it, you know, U L got right back in. And I don't know. It, it, both the teams had a chance to win a championship. One was about 35 more teams. So, I think mm-hmm. if you make a tournament, you're legit.
3: Okay.
0: Anyways,
4: what I'm really called in for. <laughs> MMA. Kelly, I think you're an MMA fan.
0: A little bit. All
4: right, well. I just watched the uh, McGregor and Cowgirl fight. (laughs) Okay. $30 million to McGregor's pocket. $200,000 to the Cowgirl's pocket. Oh, man. Sign me up any day for anybody to kick my ass for $200,000. Take that back. For anybody to give me love caps for 20, 40 seconds and call the fight. McGregor had him on the ground in the fetal position like a little baby. The referee's just waiting to call the fight. It was planned ahead of time. McGregor didn't even want to hit the man. You see McGregor in fights. He was pulling away. McGregor was holding back punches. And when he did punch on the ground, they were to love taps. I would have took there and took those punches. I would have helped that $200,000. It would have been so nice to get. That was the biggest scam I've ever seen in MMA.
3: You'll
5: have a good day. Great call, you call. Really Great call. Great call, very
0: passionate. I'll have to disagree. If you rewatch that highlight, um, Conor McGregor did land a big head kick.
2: Yeah.
0: It's stunning. Against Donald Cerrone. I and mean, if you watch his facial expressions, in my opinion, you can look at it and tell he what in my opinion definitely was not faking it. It is not fun to be kicked in the head, Brandon. Is it fun to be kicked in the head?
5: Um. Not every time. Not sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. But not okay. every time.
0: Uh, that kick Conor McGregor threw at Donald Cerrone did that look like it would have been fun? That one wasn't fun. That was not a fun version of a kick to the head. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Tyler, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzzline is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head back to the buzzline. We have our man Brian, the insiders, on the line with us.
6: Hey, good morning, guys. How's everybody doing?
0: Doing great. Thanks so much for calling in.
6: That was a good call from Tyler. Uh, Connor McGregor, I I, 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 agree. He needs the twenty million. He's going to need that to settle all all of his lawsuits. He's like Eminem. I mean, he's uh, he's got all his lawsuits settled now. He's back back in business. But uh, I guess Conor will celebrate by. Uh, uh, Sucker punching an old man at a bar tonight in Dublin. So uh, he's a, he's a thug, and uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was rigged. But I, I didn't watch it. But uh, hey, guys, it was road week this week in, in college basketball for for three local teams. Uh, Louisville went on the road, was two and zero against Pitt and Duke. Kentucky uh, lost a tough one at South Carolina, uh, finished one and one, and the Hoosiers went one and one. Uh, on the road this week. But it's tough to win on the road, and uh, and that's what made Louisville's big win yesterday so tough. But let me tell you how tough it is to win on the road. Auburn looked like they were, you know, they made it to the Final Four last year. Bruce Pearls really got them playing well. They looked like maybe the dominant team in college basketball. They go on the road this week, and they had two 20-point losses. I mean, just got their butt kicked twice on the road. A big shakeup, really. If you look at the top 10, uh, it's going to be a pretty big shakeup. I, I look for the Cardinals to go to maybe five or six. And, uh, hey, and one other team, guys, that I'm, that had a big road win against a very good St. Louis team was the UD Flyers. Look for the Flyers to, uh, break into the top 10. Uh, got a lot of people excited. Uh, best team in Ohio and, uh, a lot of people are very excited. Best team, uh, it uh that Dayton's had in maybe thirty years. So uh fun to watch that wake out. But hey, let's talk about the big Louisville win. Um guys I've been on a lot of uh boards this morning reading the comments, you know, and, and people are saying, you know, we were way too tough on Mac and you know the criticism was unfair of Chris Mack. I disagree. I, I it was a huge win, but I think it's pretty simple formula. Play your better players, coach. Uh, and play play your freshman. Let me give you some minutes yesterday. DJ played 27 minutes. Dennis David Johnson would have got 30 if he hadn't got hurt there at the end. Um, Malik, 25 minutes. And Sam Williamson played 20 minutes, guys. And, you know, I know his, his line wasn't that big. I think he had six or eight points and six or seven rebounds. But I'm telling you, they don't win that game without those three guys and, uh, and especially Williamson. Uh, DJ, everybody knows what a great game he played, but you have to match athleticism and talent with talent, and, and that's what you do when you put Sam Williamson on the floor. McMahon played 13 minutes. Now, I know Coach Mack thought he was working with the next coming of Michael Jordan <laughs> with, with McMahon, uh, but it hasn't turned out. He played as a role player, which is good. I'm not saying he shouldn't play. hit a big three, his only shot of the game. But he's finally getting the minutes right, but I don't know if Coach Mack is really hard-headed or just wanting to prove a point, but he tried to blow the game when he didn't start the three guys that I say have to be on the floor at all times, D.J., Malik, and Williamson. He didn't start those guys. We gave up the lead. Not until he put those three guys back in uh, did we get the lead back, so... You know why DJ is not starting? You know it's what DJ did to that Duke guard who was supposed to be the best, one of the best defensive. He's not nearly as good as Hagen's for Kentucky, but one of the better guards defensively in the country. He was bigger than him. I mean, you know, guys, if you're if you're five ten and you're at the Y and the guy's guarding you is five five, you can go do layups on that guy. I mean, size in basketball matters. Uh, and I th- Coach Mack, if I was talking to Coach Mack, I'd say, look, Coach, you played Division One basketball. It's because you were 6'5". If you were 5'11", I guarantee, Coach, you wouldn't have played Division One basketball. So, I mean, finally we had the bigger guard, and it does help. Why he didn't start those guys and start the second half, I think, honest to God, I think he's trying to prove a point. Uh, but the point he was trying to prove almost blew the game hopefully d j shoulders right I watched an interview with him afterwards, and he says it's fine it scared him more than anything uh it is the shoulder that caused him the surgery and you know so it it went dead on him uh very very scary to watch it but uh what a great win and you guys i got to tell you coach coach Roy Williams and coach k i wish those guys would get the hell out of the game i mean you got to be kidding me if you watch coach. K's press conference, he blamed the whole thing on the officiating, and I, I would blame it on the officiating too. Except I thought it was a homer job by Duke. I mean, they get all the calls. I forget. I mean, I, at one point I think it was twenty foul shots to zero for mm-hmm. Louisville in the game, and he has the audacity to come in and blame. He said, well, "You know, it's not that they. We might not have. They might not have beat us if it, you know. If they, but I mean, really, Coach K, you know, and and, and he's. I mean, him and him and Roy Williams need to go. Uh, hey, I thought that was a, a very good move. As, as everybody been listening on this show, I've got a whole new respect for Coach, K, uh, Coach Cal. Uh, and I thought that was a brilliant move to, to get the technical yesterday. Uh, and, and like I said, Coach Cal knows how to play his players and, uh, so it was it was a big win yesterday, but uh, a disappointing loss at South Carolina, pretty much a 500 team. But like I said earlier, it's tough to win on the road. I don't see that loss really hurting, uh, you know, Kentucky at all. You know, long term is probably a good thing.
3: But DJ
6: Malik and Williamson need to be on the floor, coach. And if you, if Coach Mack, and if you don't agree with that, then go back and look at the minutes and see why we won yesterday. Hey guys, we had a, we had the, the Derby season is officially kicked off. I know it. it we had kind of like the silly season in men's basketball, the November to December schedule. We had some early prep races, but now that we're the calendar split to 2020, we ran the LeCompte yesterday uh, at the fairgrounds, uh, Grade Three Derby prep point race, and a horse that really looked like he may make some noise on the Derby trail for Mark Cassie. Mark Cassie won the race last year with War Will, who went on to win the Preakness. Enforceable. Enforceable out of Tappet looked like the part. You're going to hear more of that horse. Uh, so I'll give you an early derby horse to look at. Enforceable. Very impressive yesterday. Um, so that's the update on the college basketball. Hey, the, my Pacers are up to number five in the East, guys. Without Oladipo, who's supposed to come back at the end of the month, they're sneaking in there. They're a number five. Um, but the real hot team that I want to throw up that slid into number eight in the west is the Memphis Grizzlies with Morant in there. I mean they to, you know they had to do a, a really they 've won seven in a row guys, seven games in a row now they 're in the eighth spot they 're building that program the right way up so congratulations to them and then i 'm going to leave it with this guy 's two big football games on today can 't wait to watch them here 's my predictions. Oh, by the way, I was uh, – into a couple of my buddies yesterday, I saw that the line on the Kentucky – I'm sorry, the Duke-Louisville game got up to eight-and-a-half points, which I thought was way too much. So, uh, made a few bucks on that game yesterday. Uh, but uh, the Titans – I'm taking the Titans plus the seven-and-a-half points today, guys. I think they're the hottest team in football. They're going to go in there. They play – it's a tough environment, maybe as tough as any place to go into Kansas City. I've got great respect for Kansas City's offensive – players but I just think uh, the way Tennessee's running the ball they got the most dominant They, I mean the, the running back they've got is just a absolute brute they play great defense I'm calling the upset or at least the points I'm taking Tennessee plus the seven and a half and guys I can't see a way that uh, Marcus's favorite quarterback uh, <laughs> Rodgers he's got a lot of respect for Rodgers on and off the field I would say Uh but uh the mustache, as Marcus calls him, I love it. I don't see any way that the mustache comes in and beats the forty ers That's also a seven and a half point. I'm taking the forty ers in that game. And you know, if the mustache doesn't want to play anymore, let him retire and he can go, you know, he can ride shotgun with Danica, uh, you know, at maybe at uh, the next some NASCAR event or something, you know, as honey Danica the the race car driver. So I'm tired of hearing about how the mustache is, you know, he's on the back nine, and then later he said he's on 18 and all that. Go ahead and retire, Rogers. I don't care. You know, nobody cares at all, especially after some of the allegations Marcus has made on him. So those are my two picks today, guys. And uh, uh, I'm going to hang up, and uh, thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: Great call there from our man Brian the Insider. As always, just a reminder, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Very active morning on the buzz line. We're going to head back to the buzz line. We have Kevin on the line with us. How are you this morning, Kevin? Good. How's it going, guys? Going very well. Thanks so much for calling in. You said you'd call back in last week, and you're a man of your word. What do you have for us this morning, Kevin?
7: Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to keep, a, keep my word. Uh, word is bond. Uh, starting to become a regular caller two weeks in a row. Uh Listen to, listen to Brian for quite a while. He, that guy really has a lot of, uh, opinions. Uh, I don't know if I agree with all of them, but, okay. uh, um, I think, I think Coach K and Roy, as much as I do hate them, are good for the game. Uh, you know, everyone, every sport needs a, needs a villain, and I think those two fill the, filled the shoes pretty well. I am a bit surprised. Uh, Coach K hasn't pulled out the uh, the back issue card this year, uh, <laughs> considering his team's lost uh, three games already. Uh, but there's still time, so uh, you never know. Uh, I I watched the uh, the Louisville game versus Duke, and uh, Louisville looked pretty good. It was it was an up and down uh, kind of pace, and uh, I thought it would be a little higher scoring, but. Uh, both teams uh, seem to be uh, kind of throwing up bricks there for a little bit, but uh, it was a good win by Louisville. Um, I'll admit that, even though I'm a Kentucky fan, uh, good win by Kentucky. Uh, hopefully, that Cal ejection kind of lit a lit a fire under them. Uh, you know, it's it's funny looking back at uh, certain UK seasons. You can always see a turning point. Uh, maybe this will be the turning point. Um, uh, for their season, uh, it's, they've been able to put together good games, but uh, consistently that's been a struggle. However, that seems to be the case with most of college basketball. Sure. Um, I, I don't think uh, I think college basketball is a little drunk this year with Gonzaga and Butler in the top five, but Butler just lost, so uh, things will change up a little bit. Uh, Top five teams keep losing to unranked teams. Uh, That was the case uh, twice this weekend with Butler and Auburn, but um, Auburn's actually playing a decent team, so I'm sure their losses will stack up a little more. Uh, So that was my college basketball rundown. Um, As far as the NFL games, I think last week I picked uh, the Titans and Packers. To make the Super Bowl, I don't think that's what um, the television sponsors or uh, would like. I think they'd prefer the Chiefs versus uh, the Niners. I think that would get a little bit more uh, higher ratings with the, kind of the defense versus offense aspect. Uh, but I could be wrong. I'm still going to go Titans-Packers. I can't go back on my word. Um, so that's my... Uh, that's my. Those are my picks this weekend.
0: Great stuff, as always, Kevin. Thank you very much. Uh, before we let you go, Kevin, what did you think yep, of what did you think of Conor McGregor's first round uh, knockout win over Donald Cerrone? Was it a fixed fight?
7: It definitely was not a fixed fight. I don't think Cerrone would do that. Uh, with that being said. I think everyone knew what was going to happen. I think everyone knew why this fight was set up. It was kind of like a, kind of a welcome back to the UFC fight. Taroni's hasn't looked himself the past couple fights. Um, he's just been susceptible to hits and, uh, Connor style versus Cowboy style. It, uh, fit, fit, um, Connor very well. I think Connor drops back down to 155 after this. I don't think he would match up very well with uh, Masvidal or uh, Kamara. Okay. uh, Considering those guys are huge and walk around at, um, you know, way higher weights than Connor does. Sure. Uh, So I think 55 is his future weight class, but uh, he definitely looks great on his comeback, and he's definitely got that – spark and edge back to him. I think losing to Khabib really um kind of lit that fire that he once had and he looked good, so I'm I'm excited to see what the uh future entails especially if uh Khabib beats uh Tony in in their upcoming fight. If it happens,
0: Yeah, if it happens. It's supposed to happen four times so far, so we'll see. Kevin, great call. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your weekend. We hope to hear from you next week, Kevin. Thanks a lot.
7: Absolutely. I'll actually see you in a couple hours.
0: Yes, you will. I'll be there, Kevin. See you in a couple hours. Great stuff. A lot of calls this morning, guys. Gary, Chris, what are your thoughts on the callers? Kevin, uh, Tyler, and Brian all touched on college basketball. What are your thoughts on the calls?
2: Yeah, they they're right about unranked teams beating ranked teams uh Duke lost unranked camp, uh, Clemson this week Butler lost unranked team you got Auburn lost to uh, two unranked teams they said the top the top 10 the NCAA top 10 this week lost eight games
1: yeah yeah it's um it's obvious there's no clear leader no. uh in this season <clears throat> matter of fact there's not a player you can point to that's like has the wow factor like Zion or you know but um I want to comment on the uh you know when he said something about the Roy Williams and uh Mike Krzyzewski you know (laughs) I both of those guys um more so Coach K Mm -hmm. um he gets all the calls and he still whines after the game uh, in post game, talking about refs, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah, he ta- he said yesterday after the game. He said, "I'm not one to cry over sour grapes," which he is. Yes, he said. But this, he's the number he one said- on the list. Yeah, he said this game was like the '90s Pistons Bulls game. He said, "I thought we were supposed to get freedom of movement or something like that, and it wasn't called that way." Um, I'm like, come on now!
1: Every time Vernon Carey Jr. Uh, drives to the basket, he uses offhand Uh, to hold the defender back, and they'd never call it. Of course, he had fouls, but he fouls all the time. Uh, You know, they're the last team that should ever be crying about officiating, right? I mean, Duke has seemed to get the calls uh, ever since I've watched them, since Coach K's been there. Yeah. Uh, So they don't have – Anything to be complaining about. They played soft, and Louisville smacked them down yesterday, and congratulations yeah, to the and, University of Louisville.
2: And nobody, nobody berates officials without any kind of tease or anything like that, like Coach K does. I, I haven't seen him get a tee in years, yeah. and he cusses at officials and everything. And it just, I mean, there's no reason for him to complain about officiating. I mean, Louisville, I'm nowhere near a Louisville fan, but they got some bad calls against him yesterday. Yeah, that and,
1: early call against War was
0: questionable.
2: It's crazy.
1: And after the game, Coach K, some for some reason, after they lose, he always seems to be more decrepit and and like he can barely walk. <laughs> Almost like the 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 loss hurt him physically or something. I don't know.
0: Kevin caller Kevin mentioned <laughs> that he surprised. Coach K hasn't pulled a, a physical card and said, "Well, you know, I have back problems. That's why we've been losing."
2: Yeah. Well, they're fifteen and three. It's—I it, mean, they it's still early. give
0: them a couple more losses. Yeah. And as you guys said, they'll probably still be top ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: They, they said twelve of the top twenty-five teams lost this, this week.
0: Wow. A lot of parody yeah. out there right now. Yep. So everybody's still in it. We appreciate everyone tuning into the weekend sports buzz. At the en- other end of this break, we're going to have Justin Higdon from Louisville Combat Academy on the line with us for a quick segment. He's going to help us to preview not only his fight for this upcoming HR MMA card, which is February 1st in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, but also a few of his teammates who will be fighting too. So uh, we got a quick MMA segment, and we'll have the entire second hour to talk about you know, previewing NFL action, college basketball, all that fun stuff. So we appreciate you tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick. We have a a quick, approximately 15-minute segment. We have not only our man, Brandon Bishop, behind the glass doing the production for the Weekend Sports Buzz, but we're joined in studio this morning by Justin Higdon. Justin, how are you, sir? I'm feeling great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Justin will be fighting... On this card, HR MMA 114, coming up Saturday, February 1st, at the Parakei Springs Convention Center in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Going to be a big card, according to Brandon Hardrock Higdon. Hardrock Higdon, no relation to Justin Higdon. According to Hardrock, this is maybe the best card he's ever put together. So what we're going to do is a quick preview segment of the four fighters who will be fighting from Louisville Combat Academy, once again located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Justin, for
8: starters, you were originally going to fight Jesse Romans at 205 pounds. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, I heard he got hurt in training. Yep. Uh, fractured some ribs or something. Had, had some rib, rib problems is what, is what I, I had heard. Right. Um, and that was at 205 pounds. Yeah, it was 205. How was the cut coming to 205? um it was uh i started in september i was 268 pounds this is wild okay see all right slow down here in september you were 268 pounds yes you were gonna
0: be able to make 205 let's not get over the fact that that's pretty wild in itself right brandon here can i hear you
5: can you hear me now
0: i can yes okay Okay. so that that's pretty wild you're gonna make 205 february 1st okay Jesse Romans was doing some sparring up in the northern Kentucky Cincinnati area. Had a rib problem, had to pull out of the fight. You were scrambling. You still want to fight? You sold a bunch of seats and and tickets for this.
8: Yes, correct. It, yeah, I mean, um, I've I've got Bullet County behind me, so it's a it's a pretty big deal in Shepherdsville. Right so
0: at all costs, you wanted to fight on this card still. They fa- they couldn't find you an opponent. Hard Rock was scrambling trying to find you one, and he found you an opponent. Not at two hundred five pounds. But at 185 pounds.
5: That's
8: correct. Yes. Yep. So what
5: um, are you going to do? Saw off a leg or what?
8: How's that going to go? Oh no. The the weight cut's going great. Okay. Um, I feel healthy. I was I was at 196 pounds anyway to fight Romans. Oh okay. So I was. I mean, that's you were already under. Yeah, I was already under. Okay. So I I mean, I was trying to gain weight for that, and then got gotcha. down to 205. Gotcha.
5: Yeah, Kelly. I don't know if you're friends with Justin on Facebook but he makes a lot of posts that he tags me in. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of them, but um, I don't see how he could possibly be losing weight if he's eating the stuff that he's tagging me in. <laughs> you should see all the junk food, the ice cream.
8: A lot of junk food, but- Justin? Uh, no, those are uh, cheap meals. Cheap meals. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah a lot of them. No, it's okay. not a cheat day. It's a cheat meal. <laughs> so I'll substitute you know, my six ounces of chicken for uh, two scoops of ice cream and a monster brownie.
5: And he makes sure to brag about it. <laughs> he always tags me in it, and he's like, "Oh, look at this cheesecake I'm eating!" I'm like, how are you doing this?
0: <laughs> so, what do we know know about your new opponent?
8: Um, I know he likes to stand up. I've seen some videos. Uh, the most recent was uh from a year ago, but I don't know if he's taken any since then. Okay, I, w- I would say not because it'd probably be all over the internet. Okay. Um, yeah, I figure it's going to be a good a good stand up battle here. Um, you know, I, I guess he doesn't like to. Take it to the ground if it goes there. Okay. It goes there.
0: Does that mean tactically maybe you want to take it to the ground? I know you've done a lot of jujitsu work also. Your preferred style is – would it be accurate to say your preferred style is just going in and beating the hell out of
8: somebody with your fists? <laughs> um, no, I just like – I like to get it done and over with. You, It doesn't matter. You want to yeah, win. I, I don't care. I mean, uh, you know, it used to be there. Uh, I'd be scared to go to the ground. Okay. It, that's how it used to be. My very first fight, I guess Josh Irwin. They said just just keep it standing. Yeah, that and was get, in 2011. It was, and uh, since then I've been I've been training super super hard. You know, wrestling, jujitsu. Um, I I just feel I feel more comfortable on the ground. Okay, so regardless so, of how it happens, you're going in this fight to get a win. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm the rest of 2020. Okay. I'm not taking any losses. Okay. So okay. I'm coming after the belts. Come after it all. Um, you only get one shot at this, so going all in with this fight thing. Yeah, all in, and then hopefully I can start training full time after I turn. You know, once I turn pro. So. Well, you know, in the state of Kentucky, under the
0: current commission, you can kind of go pro pretty quickly, right, Brandon? What <laughs> I bring that up a lot now, don't I?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh... it's true
0: though. Let's be honest. A one in three female amateur fighter said, "I want to go pro." <laughs> And they're like, okay, go pro. Sure, like, go what ahead. the hell? There used to be, like, a standard. but And I'm not saying that you wouldn't meet that standard. I'm just saying right. if that female one and 3 fighter could go pro and then lose her first pro fight, of course, um, I would say a quick transition into the pro ranks doesn't seem to be much of an issue. And I'm not being facetious, really, when I say that. California has a lot of guys who go pro quickly. Um some, back in the day, some old school fighters never had an amateur career. So the concept of amateurism uh, in the world of MMA is relatively new. Brandon, you're an old school guy and you had an amateur career. So I guess, yeah. so it, it depends. But um, yeah. I don't see a problem with, if you, you know, you're able to get a win on, on February 1st, a couple more fights, quick transition into the pro ranks.
8: Right. Um, I, I think uh, an amateur career is really necessary. You know, it, it's... Well, I mean it's super necessary. Um that's how you get your experience. You know, you you'll hear boxers, you know, fighting two hundred amateur bouts before they even That's go wild, pro at all. right? Yeah. You know, and um I mean I'm not gonna take two hundred MMA fights, I mean that's pretty ridiculous, but <laughs> but I mean I I definitely want to go one on a winning record. Okay. Not not at two and two, you know. Okay. Now we have three other guys who are fighting on this
0: card from Louisville Combat Academy. We have Jacob Pierce. Lingo and Josh Taz Ferguson. Brandon, Justin, what do we know about these three guys?
5: Very mysterious. We know nothing.
0: <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Lingo is 3-0. and oh. All three of his fights have been under the Hard Rock banner. Yep. Jacob Pierce is 1-1, one one, both under the Hard Rock banner. His, yep. his first fight was a loss in a somewhat controversial fashion. Before we even get to Tass Ferguson, what do we know about you, – you said on the Kelly Patrick Show when you came on, you've got to train with Lingo a lot recently. Yeah. What mm-hmm. do we know about Lingo, who once again is 3-0 and going against 1-0, and Eric Thor
8: Hastings? What's up with Lingo? Well, I'll tell you right now that uh, Eric Hastings is going to have his hands full, you know, 100%. I mean, um, I've, I've watched uh, Lingo's last three fights. <clears throat> I feel like he's more ready for this fight than he was the last three. Okay, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't have a camp with him the last, you know, three fights. Yeah, but this camp, yeah, it's uh, it's been tough. I mean, okay. it really has. I Man, we were working our ass off. So. He
0: beat the, now. To be fair, he he really beat the hell out of his first three opponents, right?
8: Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah,
0: I don't mean to make broad statements that are offensive to any fighters. I really don't. Right, but but, but that's the, pretty much how it went. That's yeah, how, how it went, went I mean, with those yeah. three. So this will certainly be um, Lingo's best. Test to date
5: well and Thor's as well I think sure I think so I mean now Thor has fought Austin well, Green he did
0: fight Austin okay so Thor is fighting his second opponent ever in MMA right Austin Green at the time was 3-0-2 right and Lingo is now 3-0 and so both 3-0 and opponents to start his amateur career hell of a way to start as far as Kentucky MMA goes difficult first two fights for an amateur if we're going
5: to come into that division those are the two top guys those are the two guys that you'd probably want to try to avoid as long as possible
0: if you're just trying to build your resume and your record right
5: but thor looks like he's really just trying to come in and dominate and if he i mean if he beats lingo then he has a real chance of doing that oh yeah
0: this is a good pro fight in my book yeah, I mean uh, Thor has a I think eleven and two amateur boxing record and a lot of success competing in jujitsu. So hell of a matchup. Okay, what about Jacob Pierce? His last fight, um, Pierce looked really good. He just kind of walked his opponent down. He won a very punishing style of a unanimous decision mm-hmm. up in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Jacob Pierce looks very loose out there. His striking is, is very aggressive. Uh, what do we know about Jacob Pierce?
5: Well, we know that um, – well, he's 1-1 and first off, uh, but that first loss, like we talked about, was kind of controversial, right? So it wasn't – in my opinion, I don't really feel like it was a loss. I feel like it should have been a no contest. So for our listeners who aren't aware of it, what happened was um, he fought his opponent into the third round, and and, uh, at the beginning of the third round, he and his opponent clashed heads, which resulted in a cut on both uh, fighters – And at that point, the doctor stopped it. Rather than going to a unanimous decision like what I would expect here in Kentucky, the rules in Ohio state that they go to the scorecards at that point. And Jacob was losing on the scorecards, so therefore that injury resulted in a loss. Yeah. So
0: regardless an amateur it's, career is for experience so really i guess it doesn't mean that much right. but still for someone like jacob pierce who's so promising especially for this le- for kentucky amateur mma i mean that's one hell of an amateur mma fighter sure. in the state of kentucky i know that fight was in ohio but for right. this area um for him to start out 0 and 1 had to be a hard pill to swallow for jacob pierce
5: right and it's not ex- you know like i said it's not like it's a loss loss he didn't go out there and just get Beat up, tapped out, knocked out, whatever. Sure, um, it was a cut that a know, substantial took him out, so. cut.
0: He had a big hole in the back of his head.
5: Yeah, so you know it is what it is. But looking forward, he had his second fight, went out there and and did what he was supposed to do. Like you said, he walked him down, um, beat his opponent up, won on on the uh, decision, and um, he's looking more comfortable each mm-hmm. you know with each performance, um, which is crazy because in his first performance, he looked like a professional to me. Um, in his second fight, he looked even better, mm-hmm. so I expect big things out of him in this next one.
0: Jacob Rakes is the opponent for Jacob Pierce, so we'll have to see. Rakes has a, a uh, is two and zero, so heck of a prospect in his own right. Right, uh, but has a wrestling background, and we'll get to see Jacob Pierce versus Jacob Rakes. Um, then we have Taz Ferguson.
5: Yeah, the return.
0: Yeah, six and a half year hiatus. I've never seen Josh Taz Ferguson fight in person, so this will be a first for me.
5: Have you ever seen... Do you watch Looney Tunes?
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've watched Looney Tunes,
0: Brandon. What's up?
5: So you're aware of the Tasmanian Devil. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when he starts spinning and goes into that, like, tornado load, <laughs> that that's that's Josh a Ferguson. Taz fight. It it looks like a cartoon. You see a cloud in the ring, and then, a, like, a... Fist and then like a foot popping out of the cloud every now and then, and then just the fight's over and Taz is out of there with his hands up.
0: Josh Ferguson is ten and five fighting Eric Vo who's fifteen and twenty-one as a pro. The fight is three five-minute rounds at one hundred thirty-five pounds. So I mean, are you kidding me? That the Shepherdsville crowd, this is going to be a jam-packed event.
8: Yeah, it's. I mean, you sold a lot of tickets, Justin. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm just you know a middleweight amateur. That's what I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody's asking me for tickets and, you know, I'm also selling t-shirts too. I've been so, selling the crap out of those. Um, you know, it, it's just a it's a big event for the city of Shepherdsville, really. It's still listed on Tapology as Justin Higdon versus Jesse
0: Romans at 205. So, I'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, but I mean, a lot of anticipation. You've experienced some weight loss as you mentioned earlier. Josh Ferguson also, I think in uh, September, he's he was like 190. 190, yeah. And then now he's fighting at one thirty five, yeah, yep.
8: exactly. I mean, what the hell? That just shows <laughs> goes to show you in our camp, we don't mess around. Dedicated, yeah, it's a bro. fight camp.
3: Work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's a fight camp.
8: Yes, sir. Yeah, we're not we're not there to uh, we're we're there to to fight. We're there to train. That's all yeah. we do. We go in, we get our work done, we go home to our families. Yeah, you know it's mean, our, this is our job.
5: Yeah. It's not unusual for guys to lose twenty, thirty pounds in a camp. So
8: That's wild.
0: <laughs> well, Justin Higdon, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Before we let you go, do you have a prediction for your fight?
8: Yeah. Um uh well i don't like i said i don't really do predictions okay and that's you know, all right i'm, I'm not a card or anything
0: i think i asked you on the podcast too and you said the same yeah, thing but, but I, I asked I, the same questions over and over again
8: <laughs> but i will tell you i will bring it okay so just i mean just keep your eyes glued to the cage that's all i can say okay because I'm not, I'm not going there messing around i'm not going to dance with him you know, I'm and i'm gonna let the fist fly okay so i mean it's been eight years been and a long time coming
5: if somebody else backs out on him we're just gonna throw a victim from the crowd in there with
8: him <laughs> just a random drunk guy
5: yeah well i'm down it, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm okay with maybe that. two
0: two drunk guys yeah okay
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> That'll okay well justin once again i appreciate you, you joining us here on the weekend sports was once again we're brought to you by louisville combat academy located at 7908 Beola Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Also, thanks to our man, Brandon Bishop, behind the glass. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with the second hour of the weekend sports buzz. Thank you. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, the Big X, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky. Guys, we had a very active first hour. We had a few callers and we had a guest. Of the few callers we had, what have we not touched on yet? Tyler had some thoughts. Brian had some thoughts. Did Kevin seem to disagree with Brian a little bit? I guess on the, he said he thinks Roy Williams and Coach K are good for college basketball, whereas Brian said he thought they should just retire and, and it'd be best for college basketball if we just moved past them. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it is good to have some villains in the game. They
0: are uh, is that what they do? Is they fill the role of villains? Yeah, but I don't I don't know if Roy Williams is a villain.
1: No,
2: He's <laughs> more like Andy Griff the tight guy.
1: Well, <laughs> what makes him a villain though is, you know, the fact that he knows that they were openly cheating and played the the you know, I, I didn't know what was fight, going on.
2: Fight until the end.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean we did learn how Louisville should have handled their issue by watching North Carolina because somehow they didn't get anything. But anyway, uh, yeah, North Carolina, you're not going to hear much about them. They're not ranked. They're uh, actually – they have a
2: losing record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight, uh, eight and nine. And you're talking about a guy – people kill these coaches about not changing their offensive philosophy. Roy Williams is a run-and-gun type coach, right? hmm His team – he he will not adjust. They have nobody to run the point guard. They have three big guys. They don't run. They don't run half court sets for. He still wants to get up and down the court with a team that has no business running.
1: Well, you're talking about a coach that's kind of hard headed. Go back to Brian's call. Uh, he's absolutely right. For some reason, Chris Mack. Um, why is it all the fan? Now it's going to come off wrong, but wh- the fans can see that the the time and rotation is not correct, and he seems to be holding on. Uh, David Johnson uh, should have been getting those uh, McMahon minutes long ago. He should have been. Yeah, and, but, and there's no question about that.
2: Yeah, Chris Mack is uh, more of an old school. Uh, you got to earn your way first. Yeah, but he yeah. wants to play as older guys. And especially a more hostile environment. I mean, I don't agree with it because David Johnson is clearly better than Ryan McMahon.
0: J- David Johnson, I, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself after one game, mm-hmm. but appears to be the best player on the team, no question. Yeah, I mean. Wora is not the best player on the team. At one time, it looked like he was, but he is a isolation ball type player. Mm-hmm. David Johnson had 7 assists. Mm-hmm. There's no comparison there. David Johnson can create. He's a big point guard who's physical, can get to the he can he can uh handle it up top, he can create or if he needs to he can drive to the basket and dunk on a great defender. I'm using quotes great defender. David Johnson is a different level of player than anyone else on this team in my eyes from what we saw last night at Cameron against Duke.
2: You know, I don't know. I still, in my opinion, I think is still your best player. Okay. But I think Dwayne Sutton's your most important player. Because I think I think the team goes as he goes. Rebounding, you... defense. I mean, he scores when you need him to score. And, and I had a, I don't know, I, you know, not to get off topic, my son goes to L. Okay. So I was picking him up Friday. Dwayne Sutton was walking out of the Student Activity Center. I had my UK jacket on. Okay. He looked right at it. And not, you know, I wasn't being disrespectful. I just wore my UK jacket everywhere. And I was thinking to myself, they must be getting ready for a road game to, you know, to Duke or whatever. But I was thinking that's the first thing he looked at when he saw me. And I was in my car just picking my boy up.
0: I got it. My hat goes off to Dwayne Sutton because he was money from the line yesterday, mm-hmm. money from the free throw line. And he has developed at one point. I viewed him more as just a, a guy who's a good athlete and hustled real hard. Don't get me wrong. His effort's always there, and I mm-hmm. respect him as a player very much. But he's kind of coming ar- around yeah. as a little bit more of a skill player. Absolutely. Yep.
1: He he, he gives a lot of effort, and you can tell uh, he had some key plays yesterday. Um, for some reason, the more I watch War, though, uh, the more I dislike the guy, uh, his play. I, not personally, but – uh, he he seems uh, like he's not a very good teammate. Yeah, I don't like guys who aren't good teammates. Right. He doesn't appear to move without the ball
0: well. He he. he it, Chris, you mentioned it earlier. He appears to slouch if the ball doesn't go to him. Whereas I want guys. Uh, I love it's it's corny or, or or whatever you want to say about it, but I love basketball that's played like. Scotty Davenport at Bellarmine. I like when they move the ball. Mm-hmm. I like players who like to get an assist. Even if you don't get the assist, you move the ball, then the other guy maybe gets an assist. I like to see teams who are moving the ball well. I love ball movement and selfless yeah. play.
1: Wura is the opposite of that, in my opinion, especially yeah. on the big stage. Uh, yeah, that's the part I don't understand, how he disappears. Now, I understand you know, these big uh, teams that, he don't show up on they seem to key on him even more defensively but that should mean you should be moving even more without the ball you should do whatever you can to help out your team and it seems like he when he's not hitting his shot not only does he fail in that aspect but his defense uh, seems to uh, really be hurting he he don't you know the rest of his stat line seems to be empty
2: yeah his 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 game is is offense base related if he's not hitting shots it affects his entire game and i don't know i just think i don't know but you know dwayne sutton single-handedly won him the game against pittsburgh okay hit the two big threes at the end mm-hmm. even though let's talk about how bad basketball officiating is okay it
1: was terrible yesterday. i
2: mean the tip in that the pittsburgh guy got over the louisville guy and they and uh TV Teddy decided he wanted to dance from the free throw line all the way to half court calling out over the back was terrible. And then the South Carolina Kentucky game, which South Kentucky had no business losing that game. No, they was up 14 in the second half. Then they decided that they didn't have to guard anybody rest of the game. And there was 55 fouls called in that game. That is terrible.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's, well, the game yesterday went long for Kentucky it and should, Arkansas. It
2: shouldn't take two and a half hours to play a 40-minute game because the officials want to review every play now. I yeah. just think it, it ruins the flow of the game. But I was looking at Louisville's schedule. Yesterday's game was their toughest game. They should win their next 10 games. Okay. They well, they don't have another tough game until they play at Florida State on February 24th. They got Clemson coming up. They got North Carolina coming
1: up. Well, you got to remember, Clemson beat North Carolina, which is down, and Duke. Yep. So, Clemson, you know, we say that, but look, South Carolina beats Kentucky. So, uh, on paper, it looks like it's they should blow through these teams. But, you know, some of these, uh, it depends where they play and who's hot at the moment. They're
2: all home games.
1: Oh, well.
2: I think their only tough road game, they go to Virginia, which lost to South Carolina at home.
1: Yeah, but. Virginia's kryptonite to Louisville for yeah. some reason. I don't
2: know. I think Virginia's got I think seven losses now. They yeah. lost everybody off last year's team except for one guy. So, um, yeah, I just think Louisville should go on a big run here. I've got them going to number six in the country this year. You know, this week. If, uh, tomorrow, okay? Yeah.
1: If Louisville, Kentucky played right now with David Johnson in the Louisville lineup we might have seen a little different ending. I'm not saying Louisville. Oh, you Lord mean once. instead
0: of Ryan McMahon?
1: Yeah, I mean. That's the thing especially,
0: okay? Right. Ryan <laughs> David McMahon. Johnson's probably the best player on the team, but especially when you consider that he would be playing over the liability that is Ryan McMahon, it's no cont- I mean, it's no comparison that, that Louisville's better. I'm not saying they would beat Kentucky. But, I mean, they they that loss to Kentucky was an overtime loss. Kentucky mm-hmm. played well. They came through in the clutch. But that's not the worst loss in the history of the world for the no. sake of this season. Mm-mm. Has Cal owned Louisville since he's been in Lexington? Yes. That's a different topic. For the sake of this season, that was an overtime loss to your rival. Mm-hmm.
1: Not the worst loss in the world. Nope. Yeah, and uh, Chris Mack, he really uh, needs to get this uh, squared away with his, these freshmen because – he's he's uh painting the picture for future recruits that does not look very good uh you you've got to play these guys that's the same problem that uh Rick patino had when he was at Louisville there at the early parts uh, of his career at Louisville not playing those freshmen enough minutes and um making them earn it uh through you know, some, they, they should have had a couple one and duns and, and Patino stretched them out, and they ended up becoming two- and three-year players. Chris Mack, he's got some guys on this team. David Johnson, I mean, if he was given the minutes uh, that I think he should have at the beginning of the year, and who knows, he could have still had lingering issues with his uh, shoulder. But, um, you know, I – you've got to give these guys a chance to see if they can, uh, earn, earn these minutes. Uh, you know, because if there's injuries coming up, what are you got, you've got these players that don't have enough experience. Um, and it don't, you haven't created a bench, uh, the way I think he should have, um, a lot of those easy games at the beginning of the year should have been getting your freshman, uh, experience, but We'll see. I mean, I think Louisville actually looks like one of the uh, the toughest teams in the country right now. Right now, they do. I yes, would agree, absolutely. But there's a lot of parity
0: across college basketball. Yep. Gary, you say they should win their next ten games. Yeah. But I mean, if we're being honest. That's not always how it plays out, especially this time of the year. Uh, uh, is call is parity good for college basketball? I would I would argue yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I would say this is a good year for college basketball. Okay. What about the NBA? What about John Morant? Beast. Yeah, I mean, we knew
1: he <laughs> was going to be good,
0: didn't we? We knew he was going to be good, yeah. we? We but, yeah, be but good.
2: Not, not this soon. My God. Yeah.
1: And you got to think, the have you guy, watched
2: his highlight reels?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's on a different level, and he wasn't even really recruited out of high school. I'm thinking, how did this guy slip through the cracks like that?
2: Yeah, the reason, I mean, he wasn't even being recruited by Murray State. Murray State coach went to see somebody else, and he just happened to go off that game and got an offer, and it was his only one of his only. Uh, d1 offers and he committed almost on the spot
1: it kind of reminds me of damian lillard okay uh, you Weber know, state yeah i mean i don't know how you or the, steph curry right that's another one yeah um but you
0: know what sometimes I, guards are difficult to and that's okay i don't think that's going away in basketball sometimes it's difficult to quantify or evaluate how good a guard is yeah. it just
1: is it is there's so many out there that uh, you kind of get lost in the weeds yeah so they're quick but how hard are they going to work when they get to that na- that next level
2: um john moran i think the teams haven't figured him out yet i mean he usually takes an nba a uh, year or so but he has zero outside shot okay what they need to do is back off of him because he's so quick who would we compare him to john wall uh yeah because john wall's Jump shot was kind of broke, that, too. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is that a
0: good comparison? Yeah. As far as athleticism and creativity well, driving to
1: the basket? Shea Gilgis-Alexander oh, He's slightly. doing well. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, I think he's one of the top 30 scores in the NBA right what now. What about Rondo? Yeah. That's another good
2: one. Rondo's jump shot is still broke. Yeah. <laughs> After, what, 15 years in the it's, league? It's a little better. Yeah. A little better. Yeah. And you know what? He was a better shooter at Kentucky. Yeah. He was. He it, would hit threes. Crazy. Remember yeah. how
0: him and Tubby didn't get along? No. Just, or
2: or Hilmer Patrick
0: Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Just got a text in from our man Brian. The insider said Wara did have eight rebounds.
1: Oh, okay. I not So he's see that. a
0: big athletic guy. He deserves to play. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to play. But I don't like isolation basketball,
1: and it seems that's what he thrives in. So he may do better at the next level. You,
2: know, uh, you never know. You're right. Some people do. You know, he should have eight rebounds. Vernon Carey played 20 minutes, and Duke has no inside game when he's out of the game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Matthew Hurt wants to stand out. He's 6'9", 6'10", wants to stand out and shoot threes. And they don't have anybody else. They go in there getting no over rebounds.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the other freshman for Duke. Uh, explosive. He had 20-something points. That, oh,
2: Cassius Stanley!
1: That guy is—he's yeah. definitely going to be a top five. He had pick. what
2: twenty-seven and eleven, I think, yeah. yesterday. Wow.
1: Yeah, and he's very quick. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that's hats off to Louisville. Even with him uh, getting his, they still pull out the win.
2: Yeah. What about? Let's. We haven't talked much about Kentucky. Okay. Yesterday, do y'all think Cal got thrown out on purpose? People, I heard
0: people on social media were comparing it to a Hoosiers type move. I don't
1: think he did. I don't either. I think they blew it too. The second one was too fast. Yeah. Okay. I think
2: the other official come to confront him. You know, he should have walked away as opposed to coming back and listening to whatever, you know, what Cal had to say. But I don't know if he did it on purpose. Either way, it sparked his team. I would have been mad too because Arkansas plays the uh, you know the trap and type fast pace in your face. Uh, uh, defense the first half yesterday Arkansas was whistled for three fouls with eight minutes left to go in the game they was whistled for two fouls and and Arkansas got in a bonus Kentucky had nine fouls with 15 minutes to go in the second half yeah that's... and he just you know he just was telling them, you know you got to call it both ways I don't think it was that bad officiated game but they called some they called that uh illegal screen on uh EJ Montgomery which Cal was on him the whole first half for calling on Arkansas and they wouldn't do it. And I just think he just he wanted he wanted to send a message to his kids. But once he got once he got thrown out, Hagan he said Hagan's walked up to him and said, We got this and he said I would not worry after that.
1: Uh there's I hate to switch to a different sport mm-hmm. in the middle of this conversation, but we've got Sports Center on right now and it just triggered something. Uh, do you guys have an opinion on what happened with the Astros and the signal stealing? Oh, my God. I mean, have you seen how many coaches have been fired that
2: were Beltran, connected?
1: yeah, I have. And nothing's going to happen as far as
0: vacating or anything.
2: And you know what? It shows you how ridiculous some of these uh, commissioners were when they treated Shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose. I mean, this is way worse
1: yeah. That's, that's the biggest scandal I think I've seen in baseball. But it's kind of being brushed under the rug. Yeah, because it is. there's that's so many people connected, you can't get rid of the players. So they're actually putting it all on the coaches. But the
2: players knew this as well. Yeah. They had buzzers under their shirt. They're,
4: they're
0: total, not, very high tech. Of course, they're denying that they did. Yeah. I think I saw Jose Altuves
2: came out and said, no, I didn't. Yeah. And you, what about Jack Morris coming out against tony LaRusso yesterday is,
1: yes is that why um altuve was
2: protecting his jersey yeah they said they said he didn't want to the buzzer to be, come off yeah they said he he's trying to be proper even though he walked around all the time without a shirt on they said
5: so yeah
1: and they were using uh i believe apple watches pretend someone
0: listening has no idea what you're talking about who me uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> explain to Brandon what this controversy is Well, they had Who's they? Who's they? The Astros The And, Astros. and what's
2: significant about that? They is, won
0: the World Series That's what's significant, They okay. won the
2: World Series by stealing uh, signs The
1: signals, hand
5: signals yeah. and
2: from so the catcher
5: Is that what the the whistling thing was? Like you Yeah, they were it?
2: banging the garbage can <laughs> Type stuff? Yeah, whenever, whenever they had a camera set up in the outfield and whenever the pitch was called, they would bring it into the dugout, and, the, and the, uh, the guy was in charge of hitting the garbage can how many times whatever pitch was signaled for that many times you hit the garbage can.
5: Oh.
2: Which, to this day, I don't know why pitchers don't wear earpieces to where you can relay the pitch back and forth.
1: Right. That way you don't
2: have uh, the st-
0: But No, you- I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I, part of me says this. Okay, well, stop using signs like that, or adjust your signs every day, or yeah. right?
3: Yeah, yeah but you've it'll got a
1: hundred and fifty-something games. I mean, one hundred sixty-two, one hundred sixty-two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot to try and switch up every game. No, but. I agree with you, but
0: okay, so I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. but 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 full transparency, I, it's difficult.
1: I mean, do we compare this to Spygate with the Patriots? This is much worse. Uh, the amount of people that were connected in this—well, cons- I mean, you can call it a conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they all conspired and they won the World Series. And you got to think, look at all the bonuses they got for well, winning, look, all the money that's connected.
2: They said the contracts. They said that it's not going to be that big a deal. They're trying not to let it out there because they said they're not. Supposedly, Major League Baseball is afraid that they're not the only team doing it. They don't want this thing to be widespread and ruin the game. So. I think
1: you hit it on the head. The earpiece thing may be what they need to go to, Yeah. Uh, because you know and it's there's so much money involved in this.
2: And You know what's crazy? They had the Astros had one player during that World Series run, bat four sixty eight at home and one twenty eight on the road. Wow,
5: that's a big so that sign of what's that's going that's crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so.
5: They should have been taking their sign stealers on the road (laughs) Yeah, if you know
1: where the ball is going to be pitched at, of course you can knock out a bunch of home runs.
5: Yep, yep, so. The uh, Louisville
1: Combat Academy buzz line is
0: 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's two NFL games today. Absolutely. We have the Titans and Chiefs at 3.05 p.m., and then we have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against the 49ers at 6.40 p.m. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Marcus on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus?
9: Well, first of all, right out of the gate, Gary, does not know what he's talking about. (laughs) Why is that? Nobody's stealing any signs from the catcher.
0: Okay.
3: The
9: catcher had nothing to do with it. The whole system is based because when replay was put in, they had every team in baseball put in a camera that shows the pitcher's action. So the whole system for stealing the signs had nothing to do with the catcher. It wasn't. It, they keep calling it sign stealing, but the, the Alex Cora explained it yesterday, and it really has nothing to do with signs either.
3: And nobody hey.
2: for
9: people that don't understand what was going on.
2: And nobody knows it's more about cheating than the Patriots fans. fans. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Cool.
9: All pitchers have tells. And so they're showing the tells of the pitcher, and they decipher those over time using technology. And, of course, the whole deal is every team, every game ever played in baseball tries to steal signs. But Major League Baseball made it really clear a couple of years ago that if you're caught using technology to do it, that's outside the bounds of normal gamesmanship. And that's what they were doing. They were using their camera with the feed on the pitcher to decipher. They built up a a log book, I guess you would say, a database on every pitcher they faced. And then they computed the data so they would know. And he even explained it. He was like, some guys will, they have a different action inside the glove. Uh, They'll do something different with a finger. They'll rub their head because it's just a habit because you want to have a consistent delivery So every step a pitcher takes to throw a certain pitch is almost 99% of the time the same. And so by doing that, that's how they were able to figure out what was going on. So it has nothing to do with actual signs or the catch.
0: Should they be in trouble? Should they be in trouble in your opinion, Marcus?
9: Well, I can't hear you.
0: Should the Astros be punished?
9: The Astros were punished. Okay. They fired their general manager. They fired their uh, manager, A.J. Hitch, They fired those people.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, we
9: going to talk about some lunatic nonsense where you get all these panty-waist, hand-wringing liberals going, Oh, oh, you got to take that title away? Oh, you got to take that title away? Give me a break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, we were all in a big favor of having Louisville's title taken away, right? Because of some nonsense, right? Yeah, well, let me tell you what. The whole idea of vacating anything, you can't rewrite history. Everybody knows what they saw. Everybody knows what happened. The Astros won. If the Dodgers were too dumb to be doing the same thing, that's on the Dodgers, right? You got caught. You paid the penalty. If you told the Astros when they lost 127 games or whatever it was, hey, guess what? You're going to win the World Series. And then they're going to find out that you were paying attention to what the pitcher was doing, watching the pitcher for tells, and you're going to have to fire some people. Do you think that's not an immediate give-me-back contract, I'll sign them a bottom-line deal? Of course it is.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what else do you have for us this morning, Marcus?
9: Well, I was shocked when you said there's football today. Are you sure? Because
0: the Patriots aren't playing anymore, so I just assume the season's over. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on either of the games today, Marcus?
9: Well, I'm certainly not rooting for Aaron Rodgers and the Fudge Packers. I'm not rooting for that. (laughs) i got no no use for that. Uh, You
1: you don't like mustaches. You
9: know, frankly, I'm not sure really that it matters uh, what the outcome of the NFC game is anyway. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are healthy and have a slightly better defense than last year. So, I just, I cannot and do not see them losing to anybody that's left. Okay. I mean, they were getting beat by Houston 24 nothing after the first quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, you say, you, anybody who's going to play them has to look at that game and be like, Okay, so realistically, in order to
0: win a game, we need to be ahead fifty-six to nothing. It happens. <laughs> I can't believe the Chiefs are favored by seven. I, for some reason, the the Titans are so hot right now. I know it's at Kansas City, but seven's a lot, in my opinion.
9: Oh no, I don't think so. I, I think every team that gets on a roll that's doing something very particular, like the Titans are with Derrick Henry, okay. right? eventually that runs out. The offensive coordinator has a bad game. You know, Henry does something that hurts him a little bit, so he's not quite as dominant. I mean, the Titans might put up, you know, 28 points, but if you think the Chiefs are going to score less than 45, I think we're all kidding ourselves.
0: Okay. Before we let you go, Marcus. really I mean, really,
9: the Chiefs could break the record for the most points ever scored in the Super Bowl, and nobody would be surprised. Okay. Hey, I got a trivia question for you, though. Yep. So you're watching that game last week, right? And what was the final score?
4: 51-31? Okay.
9: That's a pretty high-scoring playoff game, right? Yep. What's the highest-scoring playoff game in the history of the NFL? Wow. What was the score?
0: (sighs) More than that, apparently. I don't even know. What was it, Marcus? Marcus.
9: It was the uh the Green Bay Fudge Packers lost to the Arizona Cardinals fifty one forty five a few years ago. And the, the ironic thing was it was a total shootout. It was tied forty five to forty five going into overtime. Uh Aaron, your 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 weirdly sexual boy throws a uh, pick six or something, and the game is won on a defensive play in overtime pick six something like that
0: and bang the game's over I think I remember that I, I, I do um, there was a uh, I think a Carson Palmer maybe led Cardinals team if I remember correctly Marcus thank you very much for your call Marcus came with a lot of heat today guys mm-hmm. thoughts on Marcus's
1: call. Man, he loves the Packers, don't he? He's a big Aaron <laughs> Rodgers fan.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm glad he corrected me on that. On the uh, No, me I, too. Yeah, because – I they, don't follow it as close. No. I mean, if anybody knows anything about cheating, it's a New England Patriots fan. <laughs> so, you should know all about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, i tell you, we know one team that ain't cheating in baseball, and that's our Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> if they are, they're doing a
1: bad job. <laughs> well, no, Worst do-
0: cheaters in the game. They've, moved, they've made some moves in the off season, and mm-hmm. some of my baseball – People who follow baseball very closely, shout out to Hector, who, who uh, former pro baseball player, who I'm fortunate to train or, or to teach his son some jujitsu. But a few people I know say the Reds should be good this upcoming season. They they made a couple signings and yep. they should make some progress for next year, which would be great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've added a, a, another starting pitcher. They added the Japanese star. Yep. So yeah, they should be they should be better than what they were.
0: Guys, we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning into the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. Gary Love, Chris Embry, Brandon Bishop, and myself. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, the Big X. We want to give a shout-out to our man Dugan Ryan and Ryan Media for his op- giving us the opportunity to be on the air each and every Sunday. Also, of course, Trevor Kelsey, Doug Wolverton, everybody here at the station. Um, we really appreciate it. We love coming in here. This is like a little creative outlet we all have. Also, I'll give a shout-out to Matt McCarthy, for the role he has played in me being on the radio every every week and, and the podcast and everything. So, thank you to Matt McCarthy and Dugan Ryan. Uh, the sponsor of the Weekend Sports Was is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 POH Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. I'll be heading there this afternoon for a little bit of training. If you want to better your life through martial arts, check out Louisville Combat Academy. If you want to get into the cage and fight MMA, Check out Louisville Combat Academy. They have more active fighters than any gym in the state of Kentucky. Shout out to my man, Brandon Bishop, one of the coaches over at Louisville Combat Academy. Brandon has made a Facebook group called the Weekend Sports Buzz. At first, I didn't think it would, I didn't really think it would have gained much traction.
5: You were skeptical.
0: I was. You made the Kelly Patrick Show group, and that one has really taken off. That has like 500 and... 60 members or something, whereas the Weekend Sports Buzz has, like, maybe 120. But still, the Weekend Sports Buzz group, for the sake of this show, has some great traction. Some of the topics that have garnered a lot of attention over the past week from that group, Brandon, would be...
5: Uh, well, we've got a few of them, actually. We've got, let me go through here and look. um
0: One of them was the Aaron Hernandez uh Netflix yeah.
1: special that I watched.
5: Has I anyone seen that? that?
1: Yes, that's what I was
5: hoping to Did talk about. Did you watch about. that,
1: Chris? I watched it the last couple of days. I, I finished it. Three, three, uh, three episodes, yeah. You My know. God, that was crazy.
2: Wow.
0: It, it, seemed,
2: it seemed like...
1: Did you watch it, Gary?
2: I've, I've seen most of it. Okay. It, it seems like once his dad... Passed he was set up to fail.
0: I guess, yeah. But even before his dad passed away, it sounds like he was sexually abused by a babysitter. Yeah. And his dad was a jerk mm-hmm. anyways, who was abusive. And his
1: mom didn't seem like she was real sweet either. Yeah, but it, I, something I took away from it was, it looks like Florida helped... Uh, sweep a lot of that under oh, the rug yeah, but that looks like that fed into his invincibility sure. issue That he
0: when he went down to Gainesville and he went into a bar when he was like 17 years old ordered a drink and then just two drinks underage and then started leaving and the bar manager was like hey man you gotta pay your tab and he like cussed out the bar manager and then punched him in the face and dropped him sucker punched him and then the, the Gainesville police brushed that under the rug nothing happened It just all kind of fed into this aura of invincibility, like you said, Chris. But I don't know what it is to blame. That's one-in-a-lifetime-type psychopath-type stuff. Um,
2: I mean, when he went home from Florida, when he went back, like, during Christmas breaks and stuff, they had to have security guards go with him to keep him out of trouble when he went home. mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know— he never seemed to break away from those uh, bad characters. He he wanted to see himself as a gangster or something.
0: He did, man.
1: He really did. Yep. Um.
0: But, you know... It, it's just it's wild. It's just one of the more bizarre, like, Ted Bundy type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. just bizarre. Because the reason he killed those two people... Allegedly, he was spoiler he was, alert. He Jeez, was, he was acquitted for that one, but allegedly killed those two people. I haven't was, seen it yet. Was because they spilled the drink on him.
1: <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that, Brandon. Yeah, thanks.
0: Sorry, I'm going to give you a good spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, one of the craziest moments in it was he he became friends with some gangsters because he thought of himself as a gangster, even though he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. He became friends with this one gangster who he bought weed from, and then this guy was a you know convicted felon had been in shootings, shot people, I mean, a bad guy, okay? Aaron Hernandez murdered a couple people in front of him. He was in the car with him when he murdered a couple people. Okay, so that guy saw him. Then he started developing this paranoia. He got mad at that guy who witnessed the murder, decided it's best to kill him, shot him in the face, left him for dead. That guy somehow didn't die wow shot him in the face and didn't tell well didn't I, yeah didn't tell the next morning aaron hernandez assumed he was dead just left him for dead he was so sloppy with all these murders <laughs> left him for dead the next morning that guy gets out of the hospital is somehow fine after being wow. shot in the face <laughs> calls aaron hernandez up and is like hey what's up man <laughs> and he
3: aaron, said who is this <laughs> who is this and he goes
0: you know who this is and 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 when the police wow. investigated who shot you That guy was a career criminal, so he did not rat Aaron Hernandez out. They were like, why didn't you tell him who shot you? He's like, I was going to handle it myself. (laughs) I had revenge on man. So Aaron Hernandez, for the last part of his life, was walking around knowing he had shot someone in the face, a career criminal, a murderer,
3: who
5: was
0: looking to exact revenge on him. I would be so paranoid, oh, and the then, rule the, the takeaway from that is don't shoot people in the face
5: uh, that's when you t- you go ahead and turn yourself in at that point. you're safer in prison
1: <laughs> and, and you
5: yes. know
0: what's
1: crazy? We're talking about the cheaters again the the patriots uh th- <laughs> they paid for a uh an apartment they did to keep him hidden because they knew people were out to get him <laughs> Wow, so the patriots helped hide stash him away. Okay, so, so good activity. That's for you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> good
0: activity in the Weekend Sports Buzz group. Just got a text from our man, Mo, longtime friend of the Weekend Sports Buzz. He says he has the Chiefs and the 49ers to win today. He said John Morant is the rookie of the year. And he said there was a ranking someone posted. I shared it in the, the Weekend Sports Buzz group of the top ten players in the history of the NBA. Kobe was somehow left off the list. He says Michael Jordan's number one, I assume, is what, what Mo's saying. But Kobe should not only be on the top ten list, Mo says he should be ranked number two. So that's some of the feedback from that weekend mm-hmm. sports buzz group that's gained so much traction. I absolutely love it. But the, the Aaron Hernandez documentary, are you kidding me? It's must-see television. I, one of the guys I feel real bad for is his brother. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez has a brother who's a real good quarterback for the University of Connecticut. Quarterback. Okay. He's not a murderer. Okay? <laughs> Same last name, looks like him, not a murderer. I feel bad for him. He had good coaching jobs in college when this all happened. And now he like is a roofer. So I mean uh, What do you think about He can't be held accountable for what his crazy brother did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't be. I, I know that's
1: life, but they said the thing that scared the um the the official so much is when he went to prison he adapted so easily and quickly yeah. that they said they've never seen it. it He loved it there. He was he was gay. He's a gay man.
5: He, Another spoiler. Great. And yeah. next thing you're gonna tell me, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He loved it there. He, he there's phone recordings where he's saying to his wife, "I love it here." He, he yeah, I
5: did see that part. He was yeah. like asking You're like, for what Harry the Potter hell, books. Man. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? I oh, want the Harry going. Potters.
0: <laughs> he was a freakish athlete though. He had such yep. good hands, and he was so physical and strong.
5: Yep.
0: Um, did you see the part where they kept asking Rob Gronkowski questions about Aaron Hernandez? No, I
5: hadn't seen that part yet.
0: And they're like, he just got mad. He's like, I'll get up and leave this interview. He's smart. Because if I was a teammate of Aaron Hernandez's and somebody asks me, what do you think about him? Yeah. Fifth. Yeah, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to piss off any of his gang friends, right? Or I don't want to diminish him as a person. I kind of feel, in a way, almost feel bad for Aaron Hernandez. Really? In a way. What kind of way? Because he, he, he had a horrible childhood. Um his brain at the end. They did prove that there was some real bad CTE, bad stuff had happened. His Part of his brain was rotting, which CTE definitively leads to impulsive decision-making.
5: Right. Um,
0: not, yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to die. Yeah, he deserved to be put to death
2: I mean, they said, quickly.
0: A long time ago, he should have been put to yeah. death.
2: They said he had, what, one of the worst cases of CTE they ever seen? That yeah.
0: that lady yeah. who, who studied the brain said worst case she had
1: ever seen, no question. Yep. yep oh and then the whole reason why well spoiler alert you can spoil it um the whole reason why he killed himself because of the
0: loophole the loophole but also that radio interview yes where they're making fun of him for being gay there's some radio interview where they're making fun of him for being gay which isn't cool uh in all seriousness um
5: what being gay or being ousted
0: the, the being ousted part, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just and, wanted to clarify. <laughs> you got to keep it under the wraps. Um, but they, there was a, a two days after this interview was released, where these this prominent radio show was making fun of him for being gay. He killed himself.
5: Uh, that's a shame. Well, I
0: can't. Say. I don't know. I don't. He killed Odin Lloyd, who was who was innocent. He killed those two guys because one of them accidentally bumped him. And spilled his drink. That's why he killed two people. Some guy was in a bar, and they bumped into each other. And Aaron Hernandez had this little complex where anyone who he thought was sliding him or disrespecting him, he wanted to kill them.
5: What What kind of drink was it?
0: Yeah, It was a, it was an expensive drink. It was a $14 drink. Oh, I don't yeah, think that matters. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: was he's just a ticking time bomb. He I was mean, an absolute ticking yeah, time bomb. Yeah. Insane. But he was so talented. And he always said, though. He always said that he wasn't going to spend the rest of his life in prison. So that right there told you he was going to kill himself. But he still
5: well, could have. He, he, he was wrong. He yeah. did spend the rest of his life in prison. <laughs> he
0: was wrong, yeah. yeah. He was acquitted for the murder of the two guys. Mm-hmm. And he, he could have done a, uh, he could have appealed the, the other one, the Odin Lloyd case. So he could have still tried to get out with that one superstar attorney he had, that Hispanic guy, oh, yeah. like the modern incarnation of Johnny Cochran. Right.
5: Um, He's the new O.J. Simpson. I they guess. Even, except, yeah.
0: O.J.'s living it up now. O.J.'s doing fine, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, O.J.'s doing fine. we well, see you know,
5: Hernandez still had a chance.
2: You see Ray Carruth finally get out of jail. I saw that. I saw a special about his, his son. Yeah, he, did, he did, what, 18 years? Yeah. Yeah. So Time know, goes by so fast. There, There <S laughs> was an O.J.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There was an O.J. Simpson. Probably not for him, you're right. (laughs) Uh, An O.J. Simpson type event that was connected to that because they had the helicopter down on Aaron Hernandez following him
2: down the highway. Chasing him in the car, yeah. Do you think the NFL ever lets him do, O.J. Simpson, do another any kind of commentating or anything? Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I
1: mean, pretty much everybody knows he's, um, well, I I can't say, I I don't want to slander because he's officially not a murderer, but (laughs) –
5: maybe unofficially yeah questionable
1: I was at a uh the Smyrna Inn with my
0: man Tim Gar the other day
5: yeah I saw that on Facebook Uh uh-huh yeah
0: and I didn't know I was gonna go next time I go Uh, Brandon I'll invite you
5: no that's all right I'll turn it down
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) and I, I observed one female was complimenting another female she had just met and said you look like um Nicole Kidman oh no that's the wrong (laughs) is that a compliment before or after
5: (laughs) i don't know is that a compliment
0: i would stay away from nicole kidman was a beautiful woman
5: well no is this nicole brown nicole brown yeah i'm sorry not nicole kidman yeah Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. nicole brown simpson we all know who you were talking about though nicole brown simpson
1: yes man yeah i think i would stay away from that especially the tragic end of her life so Yeah, you don't want. But still,
0: what if what if you come across someone who does look exactly like she looked when she was alive? Would you tell her?
5: Was she hanging out with a guy that had long hair? No, no, No.
1: I don't know, man. That's that's crazy. But yeah, you're talking about a uh, really insane little documentary. Uh, That was wild. You know, but who knows, man? It's. um, Oh, and, and the other part about his teammate also uh, coming out afterwards of being gay as well—that was in the documentary.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. His quarterback in high school.
2: And I see everybody saying, telling him he's lying and stuff like that
0: about having had sex with Aaron Hernandez. Yeah,
2: everybody saying why? Why would you bring this up now that he's dead and stuff like that? But
1: if it was true, well, because
0: he's yeah.
2: dead. I
1: yeah. mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't make that up about myself.
2: Yeah, I don't think
0: I. I, I if someone comes out and says they're gay. I normally trust him, <laughs> right? Right. I mean,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> right.
5: I guess. Daryl, yeah, I Daryl mean,
0: Ray on the the Kelly Patrick show this past week said that he has had some gay experiences.
5: You trust? Wow,
0: that's yeah. news to me. Yeah. Did you know that, Brandon?
5: I mean, I, I he heard came the out podcast, and said he had yeah. done
0: some things for money,
5: oh, and we drilled
0: my in
3: on
5: it. My God. man, my
0: man, Paul Maskey kept saying, "Okay, does that mean you did this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. So what?" And we we're like, okay, well, we'll move past that. <laughs> wow, that's news
1: to me, man. Talk about salacious, salacious journalism. So, and, right? he, and he's invited back to Hard Rock, or not? Um, <laughs> he, he, he's not allowed to it.
0: Daryl Ray offended a lot of people when he was on this Kelly Patrick show this past week. He is not allowed to attend.
5: Is that a direct the result show of February first? Is that a direct result of the show?
0: Yes, direct results of the show. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Not not just the gay stuff. He, affect, he was talking trash about everybody. Oh, trust Has me. It,
5: I listened to the entire episode. <laughs> Is that just this show? I need show? to go listen to that It's now. just this it's show. A good one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's just this show.
1: That's a must-listen to tonight for me. Yeah, the yeah, Kelly Patrick one. Show
0: episode 125 or something like Does
2: that. Does he usually attend the shows?
0: Not always, Hit, but he was saying he was going to be at this Shepherdsville card. And so people... Uh-oh. He talked trash about... How many people do you think he offended on that episode, Brandon?
5: Um, 15, 20, legit? Yeah, I was going to say I probably can't count on two hands. Yes. So yeah. pro- more than 10.
2: Yeah. Tell yeah. him this ain't wrestling. You can't be the bad guy because people, people come get you. So well, yeah, a- you,
5: you actually will get caught out. <laughs> yeah,
0: because they don't want that to people to show up to this card in Shepherdsville and to see an actual fight in the crowd, mm-hmm. which is good. I don't want to. I'd feel bad if there was an incident and it was because of my podcast.
5: Well, I mean, it's not because of your podcast, it's because what people say (laughs) on the podcast. I did give them a
0: forum. Uh, Yeah. yeah. What do we have to look forward to? We got eight minutes left in the show. What's up this upcoming week? Do you guys care about the NFL games today? Are you that intrigued? Yeah. I
2: mean, I like to. I mean, anytime I can watch Green Bay lose is good because I think think, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the biggest crybaby in the NFL.
1: He's very lucky, too, with his completions. Yeah,
2: and uh, I wouldn't mind – I mean, I like Kansas City. I like them a lot, but Tennessee is almost like this – is on this Cinderella run. Mm-hmm. You know, they were 9-7 and seven in the regular season. Yep. I mean, they've got a chance to beat Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson.
1: Aaron
2: Rodgers. Aaron yep. I almost yep. said her name. No, well, they, well, they got to they gotta beat Kansas City first. Last year's NFL MVP. So I mean, that'd be a crazy run,
0: and that to be uh, done by someone who's kind of viewed as a Tannehill was almost brushed off as being maybe a bust, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, not long ago, right? Right. I just I like to see Kansas City's defense has gotten better, but I don't I don't think they've faced a rushing attack like Derrick Henry. Okay, so I don't know. I, I think both both games would be. I just don't know if they can stop Kansas City from scoring at will. Kansas Kansas City scored seven times in a row on uh, Houston last week. Okay, so I don't know. I watch them. You gonna be watching? Well, after you, yeah, your MMA.
0: I've got a busy day today. Okay. I, I'm, here's what I'm doing today. I'm gonna go head to Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky immediately after this. Train with uh, my man Lance and Momir mm-hmm. and Todd and Kevin who called in. Then at two thirty, I'm gonna go meet Brandon and everybody. Jimmy Sandlin, Paul Shomo Shomer, Justin Higden over at Louisville Combat Academy train a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then at 5.30, Paul Shomer, Jimmy Sandlin, and A.J. Jenkins are going to follow me back to my place. We're going to record an episode of the Kelly Patrick Show at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Then at 8.30, Nick Maupin, um Nathan Pierce and Phil Perkins are coming on for another episode of The Kelly Patrick Show.
2: Holy moly, sounds like a party You are
1: full of energy, Kelly. I yeah. don't know how you do it.
5: I don't, but, either. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's enough time in the day today for that, but right. we'll see.
1: You don't think I'll pull all that off, Brandon? No.
5: We'll see.
0: It'll happen. And by 11, yeah.
2: he will be so tired.
0: I'll be passed <laughs> out. That's why I didn't stay up and watch the Connor fight last night. I was asleep by 11.30 which is pretty early for me.
2: Cerrone
5: was almost asleep by 11.30.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, what time did that fight start last night, Brandon?
5: Um, It was a little after midnight, I think, yeah.
0: Man, those start too late for me. I am too old. Especially when you have prelims come on at, what, 8 o'clock? Yeah. I it's a a long... I can't do it, man. I can't drink anymore, and I can't stay up for those events if I have to be up at any type of a reasonable time. Now, I could stay up super late, come in here and do this, and then take a nap. But if I'm gonna come in here, do this, train twice, then record two podcasts. No.
1: Caffeine's uh, your friend, right? Yeah,
0: I drink a bunch of coffee, but I mean, no, I can't do all that. Yeah. Um, but should be a big day. Once again, the Kelly Patrick show is available on Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. iTunes is the purple i uh, podcasts icon on your on your iPhone. Um but it's about local MMA really. Mm-hmm. Right, Brandon? We talk about some other stuff, too. Occasionally some national and international boxing. But really, it's martial arts within the state of Kentucky and the surrounding states, right?
5: And unconventional ways of consuming alcohol.
0: Yeah, occasionally there will be a little bit of butt chugging
1: talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's just talking. It's not yeah, live
0: event. You know, I'm,
5: I'm really pushing Paul Maskey to demonstrate on the show, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to wait because I can't make a live video until we February twentieth. It's
0: not
6: illegal.
5: So for but for <laughs> my birthday, Kelly, that's what I want for my birthday. I want to do a live video of somebody butt chugging. No, not somebody. Paul Maskey. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's not illegal We have consulted with mo- many police officers And even an attorney And there's
1: no law against it
2: That's a, that's some Howard Stern stuff right there It, it is well, a little
1: uh, unhealthy uh, You could possibly hurt yourself But you can pass a breathalyzer uh, <laughs> Wow
0: Yeah <laughs> You didn't think of that did you Yeah that's a new one <laughs> And they said it, it, it's an efficient way to consume alcohol It hits you harder
5: I bet say. it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hard-hitting way to go
6: about it. save
1: some money. <laughs> Instead of having to drink a six-pack, you only have to drink like two beers. Now if I see a funnel in your house, I know not to touch it. <laughs> 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 it's been a great show this morning here on the Weekend Sports Buzz.
0: Um, what's up for Kentucky and Louisville next, Gary?
2: Uh, Kentucky's got Georgia, Saturday, uh, Tuesday, and then they go to Texas Tech Saturday. Kentucky's got in the next six weeks, they may they have one home game on the weekend. Okay. Wow. They got Texas Tech and Auburn back to back on the road. Uh Louisville's got Georgia Tech and Clemson, I believe. They've got a and Boston College. So they've got a pretty pretty good schedule coming up. Um Texas
1: look, Tech's gonna be a tough one for Kentucky.
2: Yes, yes. They have. I mean they've what they've already beat Louisville. Yeah um and on the road, so yeah, I mean, good games coming up this week. NFL coming up today. I'll watch those games, and that's about it. Do you have any
1: news uh, for Greg Brown recruiting for uh, recruitment for Kentucky basketball?
2: Yeah, I think I think when it all comes, you know, they're taking all the visits. They're saying all the visits are great. I think when it comes, push comes to push. If Shaka Smart still at Texas, that's where he's going. Yeah, I mean, he lives right down the street. So I mean, that's where he. That's where I think he's going to go.
1: But Kentucky's still going to pick up a, a, another big man in this recruiting
2: class. Yes. yes, they will.
0: I'm watching Michael Seals, who was knocked out on ESPN last night in boxing. It keeps getting a lot of run here on Sports Center, But I've watched him fight in Louisville before. Yep. Um, not Michael Seals, the jiu-jitsu practitioner from Lexington. Right. Or MMA fighter, but the boxer. Um, so it's wild to see people who, who I've seen here locally then move on to the next level. But mm-hmm. – um, guys, it's been a great show Just a couple minutes left
1: Brandon, great job back there mm-hmm. Thank you um, Sorry about the spoilers that we gave On the uh, man. Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary It's, it's still exciting, right. I'll man I'll still watch it anyway It's the
0: craziest story I've, I think I've ever heard of I hope the brother honestly makes a bunch of money On the book that he, he released mm-hmm. Because like I said, he hasn't murdered anybody I really do feel sorry for the brother Um Yeah And they do look a lot alike. They do. And he was a real good athlete and had a good coaching job. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Roofer. (laughs) Roofer.
5: But probably a great one, though.
0: I don't know. Um, Well, guys, thank you so much. Gary Love, Chris Embry, uh, Brandon Bishop. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Be sure to join us next Sunday. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Thank you.